Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fantastic episode of My Orgasmic Life mm. podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, Gaia Morissette. And for anybody who's just meeting me for the very first time, I'm a holistic sexual wellness specialist, a high priestess of divine sexual magic and elemental magics, and a BDSM wellness expert and pro dominatrix. <laughs> coming out of the closet <laughs> um and for the purpose of this episode two or more in love um i am ethically non-monogamous or in my world i like to be called my team slut or ethical slut <laughs> all right so i'm going to drop into a conversation that is very close to my heart as the way that I move in the world and the way that I live in the world um, and ex drop into exploring what is the difference between monogamy, ethical non-monogamy, polyamorous, um, you know, what's the difference between love paradigms and sex paradigms. We're going to get into all that juicy conversation. For anybody who's engaging with me live, thanks for hanging out with me. And if you have any questions, please feel free to ask. And um, let's have the, here we go. So I want to talk about love paradigm. So our love paradigm, first of all, a paradigm is a belief. It's like basically how do you, how do you think, how do you feel, how do you move in something? And so... Oh, it's also, you know, it's a fancy way for talking about mindset fundamentally. So a love paradigm, and it's deeply rooted. So a love paradigm may be, um, let's see, what would be a good love paradigm? All right. So when I'm in love, I need that person. Here's a love paradigm. Um, all right. Love. Um, there's two different two different love paradigms that I'm going to talk about. There's the love paradigm of we are two complete human beings that are co-creating experiences and a life together. Or there is you complete me. I am empty without your love and somebody else is going to come in and complete me. And you complete me and I complete you. Okay. So that's a love paradigm. Um, We'll dive into love paradigms at a later in a later uh, episode, in a later podcast, but I just wanted to give you a framework for that. So a sex paradigm, um, which is different from your love. So it's like what you feel, how you want to move, how you want to show up in your relationship when you're in the love paradigm. Sex paradigm is what do you fantasize about? What do you desire? What do you crave? Are you monogamous? Are you non-monogamous in your love paradigm? Same thing with our love paradigm. Are you monogamous? Are you non-monogamous? And so we're going to discuss what those two things mean, okay? Now, in order to be happy, content, healthy, um, you want to make sure that your relationship style is and a combination, especially sexual relationships, that your sex paradigm and your love paradigm are in line with each other and the relationships that you're having supports that. 
All right, so let's talk about different relationship styles. So we have monogamy. So monogamy is that you are only wanting to have one other person that you desire, want, crave, uh, love, both you just sexually desire and you on a deep intimacy level love. Okay. So I want to just say for a second that true monogamy, and that's what true monogamy is, is that you, you do not desire, you do not love more than one person, you do not sexually fantasize about more than one person, you're not attracted to more than one person, and that that is how you actually are, that's your makeup. I just want to say that a very small percentage of the population are truly monogamous. It's like the animal kingdom. Uh, most of the animal kingdom are pretty uh, non-monogamous. <laughs> there are some species that are, you know, that they, they mate for life and that are monogamous, but it's a small percentage of the, the population of the animal kingdom. And after all, on a DNA biological level, we are animals still. Okay, so that's what true monogamy is. Then there is conscious monogamy, where there's an awareness that I still desire other people. Um, they, I'm still attracted to other people, but we've decided within the confines of our relationship that for many reasons, like, sorry, <sighs> for many reasons, like, um, it's just, easier to be in a, a conscious monogamous relationship um, it can be in, you know there's less complications it might be easier when you're you know in the early ages of, of child rearing um, there's you know it just it just might make sense because it's less complicated and and so but there's a and there's a choice and this conscious choice that you're making around monogamy um, but you're still understand that you have attraction for other people your partner is attracted to other people but everybody's choosing not to act upon those attractions and that we're saving that just for each other just for one another okay so that's what conscious monogamy looks like then we have ethical non-monogamy which is where you can have sex with more than one, you're attracted to more than one person, you can have sex with more than one person, you uh, may love more than one person. Um, there's lots of different variables of that, and there's lots of possibilities in the realm of, you know, what that looks like in an ethical non-monogamy relationship. I mean, there's having a polyamorous relationship where you actually have deep connection with more than one person there's having being a swinger and you only play together there's um you know my style which is the harem <laughs> where you know um i have a harem of of people in my life um that have different levels of relationships so some i have deep love intimacy with others i just have sex with um there's the having a so a primary partner and then having lovers on the side there's like all sorts of variables okay and 
And throughout this My Orgasmic Life podcast, um, I will talk, drop into each one of those at some point, and we'll have a whole episode get dedicated to it to have some co-hosts that are living that lifestyle and get some juicy stories, okay? But today, it's just about going over the over, overview. And then there's this, there's this latest thing where people are talking about monogamish, which is kind of like, it's like you're consciously monogamous with a built-in clause that at some point, if someone comes into the sphere that you may want to have, allow yourself to open up the conversation as a possibility um, of maybe exploring outside sexually with your relationship. So that's kind of what monogamish is, which is that new term that everybody, that people have been talking about. All right. So those are our definitions. Okay. So what's the difference between healthy and not healthy monogamy? So I'm a firm believer that when we either one, we're completely monogamous. And so therefore there is no, and everybody who's involved. So the two people that are involved in that relationship are truly 100% in that space of monogamy. They don't, they're not, uh, sexually attracted um, to anybody else. They don't fantasize about anybody else. They, you know, they're just really into each other. Okay. So that makes it really easy to navigate and be in a healthy monogamous relationship because there is no insecurities and jealousies that come up in that space and, and ownership and possessiveness and blah, 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 because it just both parties are on the same page. Um, Conscious monogamy, again, is the healthy is a healthy choice, right? Um, it's like an acknowledgement that I am attracted to other people and other people are attracted to me and, and my partner is attracted to other people and, and they're, you know, other people are attracted to my partner. Um, that's conscious monogamy and that you can talk about it. So, the, so this is what it would look like, the difference between healthy, not healthy. Not healthy is that we're in a place of delusion. So we actually aren't truly monogamous. Like that's not how I move and that's not how my partner moves, but we are pretending like it is. And so because we're pretending like it is, then all sorts of things happen. Insecurities, jealousy, ownership, possessiveness, um, getting to a place of, you know, you can't, you, you know, I, I saw that you were looking at her or, you know, did you find him cute? Why you were flirting with you were flirting with him? Do you want to fuck him? Um, those thoughts, those experiences, the reason why typically that insecurity is living there is because you're in a place of denial and delusion. There's a belief that if you don't, if you're attracted to somebody else or somebody else is attracted to you, what does that mean? Are you going to leave me? Issues, abandonment, all these things come up. And because you're lying about it, you're lying it to yourself, you're lying to your partner, there's this weird energy and feeling so this brings up even more like you you have something to hide because you're not actually allowing yourself to drop in fully and completely to this place of yeah I'm totally yeah the mailman's hot he's got a great 
ass. <laughs> I'm not planning on fucking him because I've chosen that we've dropped into and we've negotiated and I've chosen to be ethically non-monogamous or sorry, I've been, cho I've chosen to be consciously monogamous in this moment and in this relationship. So therefore the trust is exists there because it's honesty. And I'm going to talk more about, I'll, I'll, I'll have a whole conversation about what that monogamy, healthy and non-monogamy, sorry, healthy monogamy and, you know, um, unhealthy monogamy and how that plays out and we'll have a whole episode dedicated to that but I just wanted to give you those those thought process okay to look at that all right now I want to talk about cheating versus ethical non-monogamy so just like I talked about the healthy and not healthy monogamy let's talk about the healthy and not healthy non-monogamy okay so what happens when people are not honest and not moving from a place of ethics and negotiation and communication and fully full disclosure and above board, all right? That's what ethical non-monogamy is. Everybody who's playing knows the rules, has agreed to the rules, navigated the rules. Um, unhealthy non-monogamy also known as cheating <laughs> and adultery <laughs> and an affair. This is where all parties are have not negotiated, are not on the same page, and um, are not above board. So those are two completely different things. Often I hear people, when I talk about how I teach, I live, and I facilitate conversations, and education around ethical non-monogamy, they don't hear the ethical part, they just hear the non-monogamy, and immediately they go to this place of, well, you're having an affair, you're cheating, you're betraying your partner, and that somehow monogamy is right and, and, and just, and non-monogamy is uh, wrong and bad, and dirty and slutty and shameful and and you know why do you want your cake and eat it too and there's a whole bunch of stuff around that okay so the truth is though is because we are in monogamous relationships that are not conscious monogamy where you both had a conversation and you chose that um and we've been forced and we forced ourselves into that monogamous parameters what happens is is that people betray that they betray that for all sorts of reasons um you know people cheat for all sorts of reasons whether it's self-loathing uh they want out of the relationship they're not they're not satisfied in their relationship they feel that they're actually not monogamous so therefore the the idea of only spending and having sex with one person doesn't really do it for them um you know they their sex drive wanes like there's a whole bunch of stuff from a scientific place um and stats and all sorts of stuff that support that actual ethical non-monogamy is actually our nature most of the population is non-monogamous that's 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 our 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 breeding and that culturally and societally we've been forced into monogamy and so for therefore because we are not happy in that because we have not consciously chosen it 
or it's not our nature, um, therefore cheating ends up happening for many reasons all over the place. Now, I'm not a big fan of, um, you know, moving from a, I'm always, I'm, how do I want to put this? I always support healthy choices that best serve everybody involved. Um, choices that make us feel bad about ourselves, especially when it comes to the realm of sex and love and relationships, anything that makes us feel bad about ourselves or is hurting somebody else. Um, you know, I think it doesn't really do good for our soul and not from a judgment place of good or bad. It just, it doesn't serve us very well. It just continues to perpetuate all of those feelings about ourselves that isn't of I'm awesome and I love myself. Right. So any choice, I support any choice that supports self-acceptance, self-love. Or choices that we make that don't support that, I'm not, I, I, I'm not a big cheerleader for them. That's, that's the best way of putting it. That's my non-judgmental way of talking about this. <laughs> All right. So that if you're not like, oh, guy thinks I'm awful. No, I don't think you're awful. I think that you're making some choices that may not be serving you and your best interests and the people around you. Um, and if you want to talk about how do we can we move that differently so that you can truly feel good about who you are, then come hang out with me. Okay. All right. All right. So I want to leave you with this thought. So if we took the sex part out of stuff, all right, let's just take the sex part stuff out. I know that's rare for me that I'm going to take sex out. <laughs> but um, what I want you to do is kind of look at this. I'm going to ask you this question. And I want you to think and observe what is this true. And this will, fit, this, was, this will help you figure out, like, what, what is your true, not what societally has taught you, what your upbringings taught you, religion has taught you, but truly who you are. What kind of relationships do you have? Are your non-sexual relationships monogamous or are they non-monogamous? So here's an example of a non-sexual relationship that we're looking at. Do you have more than one bestie? Can you have deep connections with more than one person? Or do you typically only have one bestie at a time? Well, if you typically only have one bestie at a time, that might lean into the fact that you typically move in a monogamous mindset and, and a monogamous space. If you happen to have deep connections with many different people, um, I'm going to say that, that, that you actually are non-monogamous. And now one isn't better than the other, right? I... And I think that's really important is that in this self-awareness and self-discovery, I'm not placing a, a, I'm not placing any judgment on this is the way I want to be. So this is what it needs to happen is I think everybody, the key is to be in line with what is truly you. Monogamy isn't awesome and non-monogamy is, isn't awesome in the sense that one is better than the other. It's whatever is truly who you are and honoring who you are so that you can create and co-create the relationships that best serve you, that bring out the best of who you are. So 
in work-wise, do you have lots of connections at work or do you have one person that you really connect with at work? Really, that's what I want you to observe. Like, what is, what's going on in your friendships? What's going on in, in your relationships, your non-sexual relationships? Are you dropping into monogamy or are you dropping into non-monogamy? And if you are dropping into non-monogamy, then, but you've chosen monogamy or you've consciously chosen monogamy or you think that you're supposed to only have sex with one person or only be in love that has intimacy, like sexual intimacy involved in it with one person, you, there might be an, you're, you're out of alignment in that. Okay. So I just want you to kind of look at it. It's just a question. Like it's just a, there's no right answer, no wrong answer, just an observation. Now, if you're finding that you're like, hmm, I'm kind of intrigued and I want to dive more into my love paradigms and my sex paradigms and are they monogamous? Are they non-monogamous? Um, you know, what is non-monogamy? Do I want to explore non-monogamy? Is that even who I am? And you're like in that space of, huh, this is fascinating. I'd like to look at this deeper. I have created, actually I co-created it um with some fantastic students um, and we co-created an epic self-study course called navigating ethical non-monogamy and it drops into helping you go through that process of figuring it out is it your thing is it not your thing is what what is what are all the options what are all the possibilities how do i look at this differently um you know what are my sex paradigms? What are my love paradigms? And diving deeply into that. So if you're interested in that, um, the link is in the show notes. If you're like, I would like some personal support and coaching from moi, <laughs> you can find me at uh, Gaia Morris, or sorry, you can find me at succulentliving.com and you can find me on all the social media platforms under Gaia Morissette. And don't forget to tune in to and subscribe to listen to all of the fantastic episodes of My Orgasmic Life podcast. And they in this and the podcast can be found on all the major plot platforms. Podcast platforms. <laughs> that was a tongue twister. Okay. And please, as just a quick reminder. If you're going to engage with me, please do so in a professional capacity as the coach, the support, the educator that I am. I'm not available for dating, sex, relationships, marriage, or having your babies. And yes, somebody has asked me to have their babies. <laughs> so <laughs> until next time. Look at the question, answer the question. Don't be afraid of the answer. All right, that's it, that's all. Mwah. Have an orgasmic day. Bye-bye.